Okay, starting. Like a vampire ODB from the kids soundtrack. Yeah, who's that? Uh, well, I guess we're just talking. I guess we're just talking during the intro. <laughs> I guess that's. Um, yeah, I could cut it out or not. It doesn't matter. No, no, no. We'll just start. Uh, this is you start. I'll get back pods podcast. I'm Beefy Potterson. I am here with Nick. Uh, take two. Uh, I was. Take two. Well, you were asking me about what beat it was. It's um, it's a group called Low Down. The song is Mad Fright Night. It's on the um, kids soundtrack. I have like no, I've never been able to find information about the group, but um, uh, yeah, that's it. They're on the kids soundtrack. I like that beat though. The one, the the guy sounds like Prodigy, but I don't think it's Prodigy in the song. No. Um. That's a safe bet. I had to pay like thirty dollars for this record, though. Jeez, but. it's good. I mean, it sounds good. That you know what? It, it it sounds like a very good headphone song. Yeah, this is strong, strong bass, strong beat. Hey, I have to cut in for a technical question. I hear you like scratching and backfiring on my end. Is that going to come up in the recording? No. Okay. All right. No. So I'm just at the podcast with a with an impediment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Slight a slight uh headphone impediment. But, yeah, but I'm a veteran of over twelve podcasts, so I, I think I could get through it. Is that what it is? Is that where the number is? I think it's like twelve or thirteen. I mean we lost yeah, we lost yeah. we lost that handsome boy Molly school episode, so it's like one more one less than it should be. And I'll never allow the um, the second sample episode to air. Uh, I did terribly. Yeah, I probably made it too hard and you know. Oh I don't know. God, we we yeah. should we should listen to it at one point, but but you <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah you That was very frustrating. Uh, all right, so That was the most underground songs you were trying to hit me with. I had no idea. I mean, there were there were like album tracks that weren't the singles and stuff like that. You it was giving me like like the alcoholics, you know, album that wasn't huge and some number nine tracker. Like it it, it wasn't any like I was giving you EPMD their biggest hit. Yeah, I'm not the what best happened? person. I I admit that. I'm not hearing you. Hold on. Yeah, you hear me now. Yeah, I hear you now. What okay. happened? I don't know. I I have a camera now on my I have a camera now on my front door and it said that there was motion by the front door and I I wanted to look at it and then it short circuited <laughs> the whole thing. Oh my god. These these are the things that happen in you know in the <sighs> modern age. Alright, so enough with that. So we have the last poets here live in my area to sum up the news of the week. The news has been terrible. You know, Mueller being the Mueller of the Mueller report and all that stuff. All right, here we go. What is the problem with the world today? Last Poets. 
Cause the white man's got a God complex. Hey, brother. That is correct. Boy. So right. Thank you, Last oh Poets. Oh, God, man. All right, so hit me with a question. All right, so what is the album and the group that we are reviewing? We're doing a Moonshape Pool uh, Radiohead. By Radiohead. Okay, so now as if a person had never heard of Radiohead, totally unaware of them, can you describe them? And be as personally biased as possible. Uh, not that's not a problem. Um, <laughs> I mean, I would say if uh, I mean, I still go back to there was a in the in the Radiohead movie "Meeting People Is Easy." There's a there's a they they show a picture of a of the Village Voice of a Radiohead article, and the, the name of the article is called uh, "Punk Floyd." And I would say that a a punk version of Pink Floyd is probably as good a description as I think there could mm. be. Yeah. Okay. That's 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 fair. What what do you think about their? Um, I mean, I would. Particular... I mean, I mean, I would say that they're a ripoff of Magazine, the band, but nobody knows who Magazine is, so that wouldn't be helpful. What do you think is the idea behind their? particular brand of message particularly uh, tom york like what's he telling people i mean what's I, the message that you get i mean i don't think they work in like conscious messages i mean i think when they're at their best they sort of just deal with like the subconscious of sort of modern existence and uh right that's that's being realistic but i mean the idea i'm just talking about the idea of their particular brand of message like what is tom what do people think that tom is telling you when they think of like stereotypical radiohead what's he telling you he's telling you what that people suck and so do you kind of but it's all right um i i don't think so do you think that's that's what he's saying yeah to a certain um in a very more so early on, I think that was the idea. I'm not saying that was the truth. I'm saying that was the idea. And you can kind of get that from some of the songs. What, from like the Benz? Yeah, Benz. Okay, computer. Um, it's just it's just the maybe – maybe it's just me. It's, it's just the idea that I have. Obviously, there's way more that goes into it. But um, okay, so let's – Let's go into Moonshape Pool. The first time we heard them was at a concert. Yeah, we first heard the songs at the 2016 concerts. Um, it's this thing that we've done. I feel like you started it. We've been doing. We've been doing. It's like uh, Hail to the Thief, wherein we don't. Um, we like stop listening to all Radiohead before it's before the album comes out. It's a Radiohead blackout. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've you know I've broken down a couple times, but generally I did, like the for Moonshake Pool. I definitely stuck to it. Yeah, so we we hadn't heard any of it. We saw it live. That was our first experience with it. Now, what did you think when you heard it live? 
Uh, I was a little, I was slightly disappointed. Also, I mean, we don't want to get too down the road of what the concert experience was, but we had a whole thing with our tickets that, you know, complicated the whole thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not, let's not go down that hole. Yeah. Um, but, uh, okay. but yeah, I did think the songs were a little, eh, when, uh, I mean, other than Dex Dark, Dex Dark always stood out. What about when you listen to the actual recorded album, like a CD or vinyl, how whatever way you chose to listen? Well, of course, I was listening to it on wax, and uh, um, yeah, I was I was pretty disappointed, like disappointed into like angry about it. What was what made you angriest? Uh, it just, it just seemed lacking. It just seemed slight. It wasn't because also the thing that we do, you know, not listening to any Radiohead and then the album comes out. I mean, we're, we're, we're making this like big buildup. So if the album, so if the album does not, you know, do what we want it to do, it's, you know, it's, we're setting ourselves up for disappointment. I mean, if the album about about the buildup. Do you think that we had created these high expectations just because of In Rainbows and going straight from In Rainbows into King of Limbs and how much we were both really into both of those albums? Well, yeah, I mean, it's just like Radiohead, pretty much all their albums up until this point were just were just flat out great to me. And uh, this is the first one that you know, I listened to it in all different ways, and it just never quite hit me. And uh, okay, it didn't hit you. So is that because of the tempo? Um, I mean, I just did. I just was really frustrated with the songs. Um, some of the songs are like older songs that you know I just didn't like the way they were done. And uh, yeah, there was like a little too down tempo. Uh, there was, I mean, I felt like that was easily the the biggest weakness was the tempo. It's it's just too many, you know, let me catch my breath type of songs. Whereas, you know, or I, I hadn't lost my breath in the first place to have to catch my breath. So, like, it's, like say if we go to a concert and they play National Anthem, you know, that that's just bringing the ruckus. Um, then following that, you can go into some like slow psychedelica type of catch your breath kind of song, right? Yeah. So, I guess okay. So on the moon in a moon shaped pool, they go from a Dex Dark, which is a good, it's a very good song, but they go into like de- was a Desert Island Disc. Yeah. Which to me that's a catch your breath song. Yeah. Um, very very low key, dreamy I guess. Um, but the moment to me felt like let's capitalize on that momentum from Dex Dark and pick it up a notch. And they didn't. To me, they didn't capitalize on any sort of momentum and just like hovered right above the speed limit the whole entire album. Well, I, I mean, I just think with this album, they weren't even going for that. They were trying to, they had always sort of threatened to have some sort of either orchestral or just, you know, sort of like string heavy ep or album and this is sort of the we finally got it and you know it's it's interesting but it you know it doesn't it doesn't quite do the radiohead thing i mean my i mean my opinion of the album actually changed this time listening to it so 
How so? I mean, I, it's a good album. Like, I don't, like, I sort of, I was able to put aside all the disappointment and the buildup. It's like two years later. I was able to just sort of listen to it as an album. And it's a good album. It doesn't sort of do the Radiohead thing. It doesn't take you to that, like, other Radiohead world. But it's a good album. Like, if, you know, if another band did it, I would be impressed. Well, if another band did it, I'd, I'd have to look out for them in the future, but um, it's Radiohead and the bar is set. Um, so what about Identicate, which is a song which we loved when they were doing in 2012 live? Yeah, I remember I went to the first uh, first show in Miami of that tour, and when they dropped Identicate, I mean, it was just, I mean, I was just... So excited. I mean, it was such a good song. It was a new song. You know, I thought it was amazing. And then this album comes out. Well, actually, I heard it in concert. They, like, slowed it down in the concert. I didn't understand what was happening. I thought it was kind of cool. And then when I heard it on the album, it was uh, pretty pretty frustrating. I, 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 I fucking hate it. I mean, I, I every time it comes in, like, I just don't understand why he's whispering why is he whispering when when the song starts off i'm just like just just sing regular it's just it's it, I, I just don't get it like they had the perfect song live just do that you know go on a record like i don't yeah that was that's the most frustrated i've ever been yeah supposedly supposedly they um they went on the 2012 tour they went to third man records and they um, yeah, I heard about that, and I got excited then. Yeah, supposedly I heard they were supposed to record it at, at Jack White's studio, but yeah, not like crap. I just, I yeah, I I hate that song. Is it is it your least favorite song on the album? Easily. Oh, so it's a head of glass eye. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm uh. I'm okay. I'm okay with glass eyes if it comes on like, you know, like if I have it on shuffle or whatever. Yeah. It is. It is like good orchestration in Glass Eye, yeah. like in the second half of it. It is. It is like it doesn't totally work as a song, but it's like it does have like really nice qualities to it. I mean, the one thing I'd say about this um, this album is that it really features Tom singing yeah. as its 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 main uh, weapon, and I think his voice sounds great on a lot of these songs. Um, on a whole album, really, I, I think his voice sounds really good. But. You know what? I decided the first five, okay. the first five songs of this album: "Burn the Witch," "Daydreaming," "Dex Dark," "Dexter Island," "This Full Stop." The first five songs are actually really good. Yeah. Um, I didn't think that I before, kind of but agree. I kind of don't. I think "Full Stop" is okay. Yeah. It's dope live. It, they, it to me that's when the concert is just about to like blast off. Yeah, they, I mean, they, I, it's a different rhythm. Well, I think I think with version, I, it just doesn't it doesn't hit the the bumps like it doesn't hit that beat that it gets live. I don't know why. Well, I think There's live, it's like the, the beat is like under your feet. It's like you know, it's I mean, it's it's a lot. It's you know, you're hearing on a massive sound you know what system. It is? It's that main guitar like kind of arpeggio sound the main thing that goes on in that in that song mm -hmm. live they managed to match it up perfectly with the drums 
on this recorded version it's just like doing its own thing so it doesn't like the whole song doesn't come alive in the same way you know uh yeah yeah i I see that yeah and i don't think burn the witch is that good really yeah it's it's not it's it's just i understand it's a good song like it's well written and everything but i don't feel it oh i feel dex dark i feel daydreaming i don't i don't feel um burn the witch really but that's just me um but I mean, for the most part, this to me it's just the consistency of the slow songs on the whole album. They just render a lot of these songs forgettable. Well, yeah, and that's this... my main problem with this. Yeah, and they're under a different track list or order. Maybe these songs would have like a bigger motion, emotional impact. I guess. Yeah. What do you think? Um. No, I don't think there's really any order that would. I mean, they're just not yeah, enough. You're probably right. There's just not enough song, fast songs to do what we want to do. But I, I mean, you know, this it's it's just it's a good album and it's from a great band and it's you know, it's just sort of deflating, but like the numbers is good, present tense is really good, but it doesn't sort of put you in that like radiohead zone. Right. Like that's that's the thing to me. Like it doesn't like take you to that place. It's just sort of like a nice album that you throw on. But it doesn't like have that like other level. I mean, yeah, like I said, I, I like the singing. I just I, I thought he had some really ballsy moments on this too. Um just like with what he's saying, like his phrases. Mm-hmm. Um like what's he say? He says some stuff that you know, a different artist it could be deemed corny. Like he's in daydreaming, he says like Beyond the point of no return, and I was like, mm, "It's it's Tom, so okay." But and in present tense, that whole as my world comes crashing down, like when he says that, it's ballsy because you know that could go wrong. Like he 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 hits these notes where they're like high, they're like at this high falsetto kind of sound, and I feel like it he could just like. If he messes up just a little bit, it it could go way off and sound amateurish. But he pulls it off, so. I mean, I think the singing's good. I mean, I don't really connect. I mean, it's definitely the Radiohead album that I at least connect with the lyrics. Like, the lyrics just really right. don't resonate with me. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought the singing's fine. It's just like a good, yeah, it just doesn't, like, take you there. Like, it just... Like, uh, like even, like even Desert Island Disc, like what he would, the way he would sing it in the concert was like way above what he would, what he did with it on the album, even though I like it on the album. But I also think like with Desert Island Disc and Full Stop, I almost feel like when I'm listening to it, I'm more like in my head half, like imagining the concert version. The concert, yep. Then, uh, then when, um, then what's on on the actual album. Yep. So that's, that's probably not good. No, it's not. It's not. It's. It, I definitely like. And when full every time that full stop hits, I'm like, it's just okay, you know. Like, cause I, I I'm trying to not imagine how much fun I had when that song comes on every single time on a concert. Yeah, I've seen it, and it's just it just it just doesn't hit the right way. The lyrics are, eh. Oh yeah, um, yeah. The lyrics are less like you know whatever. Yeah, it's whatever. Um. But I mean, okay, so 
all in all, I've told you my thoughts on on why this album is the way it is. So I'll I'll, I'll say it on this um, that I think it is Tom York's split up album, not with the group, but with his his ex wife who passed away. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't think they were ever married. She was a, you know the girlfriend, mother of his ch- children. Oh, they weren't okay. Well, they broke up though. Either way, they broke. They yeah, broke up. They broke and up. And during the making of this album, he, they, it was just very serious. Like it was always serious studio time because she was dying of what was it, cancer, some terrible cancer, and he was just you know like he was broken up about it. Uh. And I mean it's and and definitely I think you know him them breaking up before that affected him also i mean even some of the lyrics are pretty like break uppy uh yeah i mean i and i also think that that's part of what sort of maybe if i had to like play you know amateur psychologist um it's you know i i think radiohead's at their best when they're sort of like just dealing with the subconscious and sort of not not thinking in like terms of like their own being aware of their messaging and what what things mean and i think on this album they they really were aware of those sorts of things right yeah i agree with that i agree um what do you what do you think about johnny's role in this album because i mean he's usually you know the secret genius behind a lot of sounds and and rhythms and stuff do you think he was featured enough on this um, no, I mean, I would say this is more Johnny's album than anyone else's. Okay, why is that? Well, because just all the strings, all the, like, orchestration, it's all very... But that was another group. That was actually vi- actual vi- a violin group that they called in for all those violin sections. That wasn't Johnny. Yeah, I know, but he's still writing all the music for them to play. Okay, okay. So, 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 so to me, this is like an extension of him... Of his, you know, all his, uh, his classic of all work. his film work, you know, the stuff he did with uh, the Australian, uh, the water composition he did with the Australian uh, orchestra, and uh, you know the master soundtrack, which I listened to, I think yesterday, and uh, Inherent Vice and There Will Be Blood. They've been playing There Will Be Blood a lot on on, uh, on TV. That shit's amazing. And the yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. And, and man, his music when they when they strike oil, man, that music's amazing. Well, he 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 made that movie creepy. Yeah, like Daniel Day Lewis made it a well acted movie, and he just made it creepy in general. Yeah. Um, what 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 do you think about Johnny in general? Like, for those who don't know, can you can you talk about, you know, how he uses different instruments and kind of maneuvers them because. I mean, oh, so I was reading some interview and the guy said he was trying, like after a concert, he was trying to meet Johnny, but he ended up meeting the guy who created the Line 6 guitar uh, modulator thing. Mm-hmm. And and the guy told him that, you know, he's like, he's watching the concert. He's like, I know that Johnny's using my Line 6, but he's making it sound a way I never imagined it could. Um so I mean that's that's like Johnny's mo right to kind of take devices apart and redo them in the way so that they they I I don't know you get wide ranging distortion or you you make some effect go into like hyper mode. 
Yeah, I mean, he's he's just incredible. Like if you like if you go to a Radiohead concert, I I went through a phase where I would just try to stand in front of Johnny because just watching all the things he does throughout a concert is just incredible. All the instruments he works with, I mean, he's you know, yeah, musically he's he's pretty genius. Like to be, I mean, to be the um. I mean, I don't know if there's anyone else who could like do a rick a wicked guitar riff and like do orchestration for movies. Like I, I don't know if there's anybody else. No, nah, really... he's the one. He's the only one. Oh uh, yeah, I don't think anyone else has done it successfully. Right. No, he's. You think he's the Scotty Pippen? Is he? Is he the Scotty Pippen of, of um, music? Uh no, because I mean, you could make an argument that he's Michael Jordan. I mean. Tom York's not Mike. I mean, I just think it's like a, to me. I mean, I just think they're equal. Okay. Like. Okay. I won't argue that. Yeah, I just think they're equal. Um. So what, what's it, what, what's the strength of this album? What, what what would be your favorite song? Uh, I mean, favorite song obviously is Dex Dark. I mean, that's you know. So so, what do you think that song is about? Is it? Is it about literal aliens invading or is it about a breakup or it doesn't matter? doesn't matter. It just sounds cool. Yeah. I mean, it's just a cool sounding song and I'm just waiting for, you know, Johnny's guitar riff towards the end. Right. I right, mean, it's just, right. I mean, I, mean that, I just love when the bass comes in, when that bass line comes in out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, it's serious. And like they did that, they did such a good, they used it so, so well on a, the first episode of Ozark. Yeah, that was pretty Season cool. One. I thought that was that was dope. I mean, what once what, like the one forty five mark hits? Actually, I feel like playing it. All right, hold on. Mm. easily my uh my favorite song probably my second favorite is day uh daydreaming uh yeah daydream is pretty amazing um it's a good one too i mean Tom they, they opened up every concert on the last tour with it which was pretty ballsy <laughs> yep but the slowest yeah the slowest most dreamy type song so when, when the crowd's just you know cheering like crazy like yeah bring it bring it and this is uh, <laughs> Yeah, it uh, it really yeah, it really shows how much they controlled like everything. What do you think? Uh, the present tense, like that was a song we were both you. I think you were more yeah. you were more into it before it came out than I was. Yeah, I, I still like it. It's a good song. Yeah, it's a, I think it's really good. It's a good one. It's a good one. Um, I mean, uh, okay, so this whole album, there's a good number of songs. If it comes up, you know, while I'm playing, um, random shuffle you know, on my phone, there's a good number of songs. Like I'm okay. Like when they come up from this album, um, there's some songs that I'm just going to have to delete <laughs> off of, uh, off my phone. Cause I, I, I don't want to hear identikit ever again. 
it's, it's just frustrating. But um, I mean, for the most part, like I I like a lot of the songs, just like not all together the way they're put together for the album. Yeah, it's a fine album. It's just it's not like the full on Radiohead thing. What do you no. what do you think of the album cover? Because I remember when when it came out, I was frustrated by the album, and I still think that the album cover is a little compared to their other album co- covers is a little eh. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, what is it, an ink spot? Yeah, it's just sort of like, you know, it's interesting, but it's not on the same level as the other album covers. I mean, it doesn't make me look hard at it. King of Limbs make, made me look hard. Like, what, what's, what is that? What's going on there? Yeah. You know, even Tom York's solo stuff looks way more interesting. I mean, it's definitely lacking in the same way that the album is lacking. Right. Was right. It, I mean, I'm sure it means something very deep to Tom. Yeah, um, and Stanley Stanley that, Dunwood. Shout out to Stanley Dunwood. But that's the thing, like, you know, great artists they do stuff for themselves. What feels right for them at the moment, and I yeah. think that's what Tom was doing on this. I mean, I, I mean, they 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 had to do this album at some point. They were going to do the orchestral album. I mean, I actually, uh, you know, I remember at the time when it came out, I was really mad about the way. True Love Waits sounded, but I actually think it's pretty good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I changed my mind good. on it. I mean, I, I I really like it as a, a closer on the album. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. It works. It does. It's, His does voice it sounds great. Yeah, yeah, it does what he does. It's it's minimal. Yeah. Um, but easily the highlight is Dex Dark. The low point is Identikit. Um. Everything I mean, I, else kind of. Is, I mean, I still, know, I cool. still might take, I still might take Identicate over Glass Eye. Mm, nah, not me. I mean, I, Glass Eye to me sounds good. Like his voice sounds good on it. It's not a, it's not a terrific song. Or I know, but when, means, but, I, but it, it always sort of like it's always like nails on a chalkboard to me. If I'm like aware of when he says. Hey, it's me. Just got off the train. There's something about that uh, line. Yeah, yeah. That line is just like, oh, god <laughs> yeah, damn that it. That's, that's, but that's what I'm saying. Like this, this album has some really ballsy lyrics. Yeah. Like you really are saying that? Damn. I mean, I guess that's an optimistic way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, to me, it's just like identical. I just hate it. I just, I, I, it sounds like a fake song. I heard the real song, and then they, re, they, they remade it into some weird thing. Like I don't know what they were thinking when they transformed it. And the, like the drums just hit so hard live. All right. And, well, and now I'm gonna have to play it. it. Hold on. I have to pull the record. No, no. Play the 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 one that the guy made on YouTube where he beefed up the drums. Oh uh, no! I got the, I got the one that I got the one that's from uh, Austin City Limits. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, see, see, uh, why why couldn't they do this on on, on the album? Thank you. 
I got isolators on this mixer. Do you want to hear us? Do you want me to fuck with that? Wait, what was that? I got isolators on this mixer. You want me to fuck with it? Isolators? I don't know what that is. What do you mean? What are you doing? I don't know. It's, I'm trying to like take out the low end and the high end and the middle, but I don't know. It's not working. Yeah, I mean, just just hearing that sounded better than the album version, like over the headphones, over my headphones. Uh, that version that you just played sounds better than the recorded version. It's uh, terrible. Yeah, I mean those drums are pretty amazing. I don't see how you don't put that on the album, but, you know. Right. But it's, if you it's, but it's easy. but if you don't fixate on it, it's okay. <laughs> That's impossible. Yeah. But I I I just I, I don't know, man. Just all right, all right, we're going. All right, we're going in circles. Do you have any other like essential things you want to hit on? No, I think um I think we covered this album enough. Um, unless you have anything you want to add? No, nah, that's it. It's, you know, it's, I, I think this was just sort of our, us coming to terms with finally coming to terms with a moon shaped pole after all the frustration. I think Yeah. I'm sort of okay with it now. It's, you know, it is what it is at the time, right. at the time we did not take it well. No, no good God, man. And I, I like the, I remember the first time I listened to it, I, I just had the whole day set up around listening to that. Like I, I, you know, I played it on my, uh, on my big speakers at home, just pumping it. I'm like, mm, sounds good, but something's missing. Like I knew something was missing. And because, cause you know, when you're, when you're excited to hear it, you're not going to face what the truth is. So I was, I was, giving it more props than I should have when I first listened to it. I mean, I thought but, it was, I thought it was eventually going to kick in. Cause I remember a King, uh, the King of limbs. I remember it took me, it was released on a Friday and I kept listening to it. And I remember I was like walking around the city, listening to it on a Monday morning. And somehow like while I was walking around, it like totally clicked. Yeah. But, but you see the, the, the key is you said you kept listening. Yeah. I listened once. I don't think I listened again for another month. Uh, nah, no, I, nah, I listened to it yeah, a lot. Yeah, man, I was just, I was pissed. I was pissed. Mm. All right, we're done. We're done with this. Uh, All right. Shea pool over and through with. Can you talk about a different subject? Can you talk about the Beastie Boys? You you went to a reading, a thing that they did, right? Yeah, they filmed it. It's gonna it's gonna probably be on. You know, I'd imagine some sort of streaming service or something. And so it's sort of, you know, it was sort of them talking, you know, running through stories from their book, which was great. And, you know, with sort of pictures and like film behind them. And mm-hmm. uh, and also the film director, Spike Jones, was directing it and he would sometimes talk over the over the loudspeaker. To, so they would go back and forth with each other. You know, it was it was good. I mean, it was sort of it's, it was sort of as somebody who knows a lot about the Beastie Boys, it wasn't super interesting but okay. um, but I mean, I'd imagine it would be good for somebody who maybe didn't follow them closely and maybe only knew a couple of the big hit songs. All right, and, and where was this? Like I think Where'd you, you like this? I think you might enjoy it actually more than I did. 
Right. I, I know a lot less about them than you. Yeah. So it would be good for you. It would be sort of like a good like Cliff Notes version of the of the of the book. Oh, okay. And um, I uh, yeah, it was, at, it, was, it was at King's Theater in Brooklyn. Okay. And uh, pretty close to me. And you know they, you know, I just found out when I went there. That, you know, they just have like a big parking lot behind the thing, like. Yeah, but I mean, I'm. Is it? Is, I, I gotta imagine it's pretty expensive. No, it's free. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So. Oh shoot! You could have been doing that every single time you went to. Yeah, to New York. I, yeah, I stressed out about parking way more than I needed to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but but in all honesty, like we we were fine when we uh, we drove over there that first night for Tom York and just parked by the supermarket or whatever and then walked over. Yeah, it was fine. But we, uh, we didn't have problems. But yeah, yeah no, parking there is way uh, I inside had, I, would be way better. I had a good seat. I was like on the mezzanine, but I was like I was like the first row, dead center. It was a pretty good seat. All right, talk about. Aphex Twin. You saw an Aphex Twin concert. That's rare. Uh, yeah, he you hasn't. He that. hasn't been here since the nineties. Uh, you know the, the it was it was very good. It wasn't. It didn't like melt my mind to the extent that I wanted to. The people around me were horrible. People like would not stop talking. Like twenty ten to twenty percent of what I was hearing the whole night was people talking from like all angles. That's brutal. And you Why? Why and you and them? you know me well enough to know I did not handle it well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean by by you saying you you did not handle it well, you're not saying you said anything to them. No, because it was just, it was like multiple it was like a bunch of people. It so it wasn't even like yeah, it wasn't yeah. even like it was like one people that was like, Oh, let me do a thing with this one group of people. Like it was Jesus. just all around me from all angles. New people would people would filter out. They would be replaced by people who are also talking. It was uh uh and you know and also like it's I like Apex Twin and it's good on album, but it's like he never sort of like gives you any sort of beat or anything that you could like hold on to or dance to or groove to. It's just it's always like shifting. Every element is constantly shifting. I mean it's really interesting, but it's more I don't know. It's more interesting than it is sort of like joyful or like, you know, it doesn't Does it make it, you dance. Yeah. It doesn't really elicit a lot of exuberance. It's just sort so of you like don't dance. I mean, I was like bopping a little, but not, it wasn't, it wasn't nearly to the extent that I wanted it to be. And it, it wasn't really getting any bigger response from people around me. So. Right. I think that's something that, um, now I regret not uh pushing us going to fortet because i feel like you know the stuff i've seen from him as far as like his boiler room dj sets and just his albums in general i think it would be pretty a pretty enjoyable concert just just his his beats just flowing because he doesn't uh, he's not as complex like apex twin is pretty complex with a lot of his uh his stuff except for his ambient album number one, which is fucking amazing. Well, I like number I two. Love that. I like number two more. Do you really? Yeah. You were telling me the other day you like number one. No, I always like number two more. I mean, number one's good, but no, I, I always like number two more. Are you kidding me? 
I feel like you you literally just the other day told me you like number one because I told you, oh, Apex I mean, I Queen like number one, but ambient albums is the is a great like driving uh, album. And you were like, yeah, which one? I said number one. You were like, oh yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, it's definitely a good driving album. I didn't say it was definitely my favorites. You know. Oh, all right, all right. And actually, you mentioned uh, Fortet. I'm going to skip right over this whole Apex Twin because all, all I think about is how much people are talking. It really drives me nuts even after the fact because I can't let go of things. And yeah, I'm working on it, but fuck you. And um, <laughs> so uh, I wanted to do a recommendation. I wasn't planning on doing a recommendation, but I do anyway because I just remember there's a guy called Bicep. I have no idea who he is. He has a song called Opal, and Fortet does a remix that's pretty awesome. I'll play like a little bit of it now. Hold on. Is this at the right speed? Really good to it, so okay. So yeah, bicep opal fortet remix. Yeah, I, I was listening to um some bicep song the other day. Uh, oh, so you know who that just? is? I have no idea. I... Yeah, yeah, he's he's yeah he's you know he makes beats like that on. What's the name of the song? Yeah, it's called Just. Um, I'll play it over here over the over our voices now, but um. You know, I can't play it live. I have a baby sleeping. But oh. um, it's dope. Oh, okay. Just by Bicep. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. So, so you you want? I I know you were you were telling me you want to do a a podcast on etiquette in a concert. Yeah, we right? got we because yeah. of the, the, this this Apex Twin inspired you to. Yeah, yeah. That was the first thing I texted you after the next day was. <laughs> yep. <laughs> We need to do a podcast on concert etiquette. Um, yeah. yeah, we got to do like some sort of shared document where we just sort of like get get a list of rules going. Yes, yes, with examples. Yeah. So. All right, I'm with that. All right, so what's your recommendation? So um, uh, I bought a pair of headphones. Uh, I, didn't did you already recommend headphones? Yeah, but okay, so here's the thing. I I bought those headphones and those were cheap headphones and those are solid for the price that I paid, which was 35 bucks. They were solid. Yeah. Um but um I bought headphones this time around. Like I went on the AVS forums. I asked the S, the experts to uh uh give me recommendations. I already knew I wanted these Sony XM3s uh cuz I, you know, I I'd, I'd read up on them and these guys confirmed it. The Sony XM3s are phenomenal for my purpose because I, I take the train uh, during the week to work and back. And so these are, you know, these are the top of the line, noise canceling. So let me let me just tell you my experience that changed everything. Okay. I was walking. Oh, hold on. What, what, what's everything? Changed everything as far as like, um, I thought that the headphones were 
were just pretty good. And then when I had this experience, it changed everything. And I was like, all right, these are the shit. These, this, these are the best headphones ever because I went to walk my baby. And this is just a few days after I bought the headphones, right? All right. And, so so you, um, wanted to, you wanted to noise cancel out the official the baby. baby of the You yeah, Stole yeah. It All, Give It Back podcast. <laughs> so I'm, I'm walking her in the morning to uh, the grandmothers, right? Yeah. And I had been putting off listening to Aphex Twin ambient his ambient album his first one right because i knew that was the one i really wanted to listen to on these headphones um and so i'm listening do you know the song the second song on the album the t-h-a uh i mean i'm sure i would remember if i listened to it but i don't know off the top of my head now all right well yeah you'll you'll know it but um the song the t-h-a uh uh, there's this whole section of the song that has like, like people talking or like on the train, like train sounds, whatever. It's like commuting kind of sounds, um, and it just sounded so crazy. Like hearing it for the first time, um, like it made me late from work because I'm like walking to the beat, and it's like these sounds I never knew it before were driving the song. Like they would, he would do like some effects on the voices and the commuting sounds so that um the the, that that it like echoed in a way to make more sounds on the beat and match the beat and i just never i thought it was really cool it was just these these sounds that i never knew were driving the beat and um and that was that was my experience i thought it was really cool and the whole album sounded really good but that song was just like that changed everything i was like okay i'm actually able to hear everything and um you know, for me, you know, I, I like commuting and listening to music. I, I, I prefer not to interact. We you know, keep minimal interactions on the train. All right. And, and how many how many clams did you drop on this uh, corporate product? Uh, they These headphones cost like 350 bucks. Oh, I, damn. I did not yeah, expect you to on, say hold that. On. But hold on. Hold on. I paid 220 or 230 220 or 230 um because i bought them on ebay these are the headphones are new they're unused but um they didn't come with like the wires and stuff which you don't really need you just you you do need a wire to like a usb um cable to to plug it in and charge it because it's like you know the wireless type of headphone but that's it that's all i needed so i just had one of those already Oh, okay. So I, I I paid two twenty, which is a really good deal, with, but this is way more than I've ever spent on headphones. So I was yeah. just like on eBay like for a long, long, long time, waiting for the pr- the price to drop, waiting to get a, the right price, you know. Uh, all right. So I ended up coming coming off pretty good. Okay. Uh, so that's my that's my recommendation. Another pair of headphones, another pair of Sony's, the XM threes. All right. Very good if if you if you want to you know, because I I I realize I really needed to up my my music listening and this is this is the way to do it. Okay. You know, um, where we at? Uh, we were gonna do um, we were gonna do uh, yeah. I don't know. Do you want album? Yeah, hold on. Let me. Uh... What type of album should we do? What do you want to listen to? 
Like, what do you want to listen to for like, let, 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 let's assume we're going to listen for a month and then record. Let's just assume that. We'll shoot for three weeks, but but it could be a month. Yeah, um, I don't know. What do you want to listen to? You know, I I I like to sort of. I want to do this without saying on the podcast, but I'll just say it. I like to sort of like hit different, you know, segments of the population. Um, and we haven't done a black woman, so. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I think we should right. do. I think we should do something. Big Mama by, Thornton. Well, there's no Big Mama Thornton album that we we're gonna do. Yeah, her album she did with uh uh the Muddy Waters band. I'm not. I'm not listening to that for three weeks. I'm sure it's good, <laughs> but I'm not listening to that for three weeks. I was. Oh. I was, I was thinking more like Nina Simone or something like that. Okay. So I don't okay. know. Okay. I do you want so Nina Simone. Who else? Who else do you have in mind? I don't know. Do you? Do, I mean, we talked about this already. Do you have anybody in mind? Um, no. All right. Uh, no, I guess not. I guess. All not. right. So we're Nina gonna. We're, is good yeah, as we're, gets, we're, yeah, we're gonna do a Nia Simone album. We'll decide off the podcast what what album it's gonna be. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. All right. I don't know. I think this went moderately well. Um, I think it could have gone better, but there was some good moments. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, you know, listen, it's it's pretty late. Um, you just you just saw some stuff at your job. Um, that 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 could freak some people out. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think that. Yeah, that that didn't bother me in the least. Uh, the, I think. Oh. The, I think it's more the the we we it's been too long between podcasts. We're out of practice. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're a little oh. we're a little rusty. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but it's okay. It's it's okay. We're wrapping. You know, up. you know, we, the we official everything. baby of the of uh, the you still want to get back podcast keeps <sighs> messing up the podcast schedule. We're gonna have to get a new baby. <laughs> and I don't just mean like a new official baby. I mean like you're gonna have to trade in that baby for another <laughs> baby. Oh man, I listen. I don't think the grandmothers would react very well with that. Oh please, they just want. They just need to see a baby. Any baby will do. Get out of here. Listen, they, they've grown. They've grown really attached. You yeah. know, she's saying. She's saying. Okay, she's differentiating between grandmas now because she'll call. She'll call my mother grandma. She'll call Julia's mother. Uh, uh, what she says not Baba, but something else. Cause Babushka, cause she teaches a Russian. All right, uh, I'm just gonna cut 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 him off right Wasn't here. I'm just gonna cut him off right here, people, because you do not want to get <laughs> Nick going about his baby, cause he gets really excited, and there's no, you know, he does not control the qual. There's no quality control once he starts talking about his baby. So. But she says she says car. All right, we're cute. ending the podcast on three, two, and one. <laughs>
Ja, ich bin auch nicht